intuitive eating. Uh, really what it is, let's talk about what it is, who it's for, a little bit of the genesis of where it came from, and then what is so needed. This is the thing that I'm like, oh my word. We are asking people to go to the hardware store for milk when you talk about intuitive eating. If we don't have some fundamental principles in place, and that's what I want to talk about today, that's what we're going to do in the challenge. We're going to do it here. 2020 for us is about growing in this space uh, of what is missing for often people who want to eat intuitively. So let me ask you that question. If you could just eat whatever you want and trust yourself to choose the best things, would, you, would that sound good to you? How's that sound? Or would you rather just follow a structured, strict plan for the rest of your life? And it's okay if you're like, listen, I like a structured plan, Elisa. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go outside lines. That's okay. Because here's the truth. Intuitive eating is not for everybody. So that's your first takeaway. Intuitive eating is not going to be for everyone uh, because honestly, it's not for those who have a, a, um, a deep sense of restriction, a deep sense of, I don't trust myself. I don't trust my body. I don't trust others. I've been hurt. I have been rejected. I have a lot of stuff going on. And guess what? There's grace for you that I get it. <clears throat> and honestly, that's the place where eating disorders take root. Uh, if you are someone who's currently struggling with an eating disorder, or you know that you control food and you need a really strict program, um, that's okay. It's good to know that, but intuitive eating is not going to be for you right now. You actually are in need a season of recovery. You need to get your hormones re-regulated again, because when we live in a, uh, <clears throat> an atmosphere of restriction all the time, our body is really wise and smart and it will shut down. It will start to um, uh, hold on to hormones that need to be released otherwise. So even if you thought you could trust yourself to a, a cupcake, your hormones will override your good intentions. So if you're someone who you have eating disorder tendencies, and there is a bigger story behind that of, of trauma, of uh, psychological um, uh, lies, beliefs that are kind of skewed because we all have them to some degree. But when they go to the degree of kill, steal, and destroy your life, that's where intense therapy is needed. And so you've got to go from that neglect place, that restriction. And that's exactly what intuitive eating is not about. It's not about restriction. It's not about regimen. It allows you to open and trust. But if you're not there, asking someone to do that who is really still wounded or um, feeling uncertain of themselves or their surroundings, they need time to regulate and recover and kind of restore. And those take, that takes time, it takes baby steps. And please hear me, um, hang around us. We're good environment for you. We're gonna keep cheering you on. And but by grace, um, a lot of us uh, maybe have been there or could be there. So you are welcome here. But intuitive eating is not going to work for someone whose hormones have not been regulated because of all the restriction they've been living or doing or the binging. So on the other side too, if you are a binge eater, you someone you over. I did a, a teaching a few a few teachings ago about um, overeating versus binge eating. 
if you have um, you feel a sense of out of control with food again there's some hormone regulation that has to take place so that you can um, find equanimity in your mind and your emotions and then you can begin to rebuild <clears throat> okay so that is who it is for is someone who is in a place of like I I want to explore uh, being able to trust myself it doesn't make me up uptight but I'm telling you it's a it's a it's an art and it takes kindness and slowness and practice. And if there were ever, ever a community of people to do it with, it's us right here. We are not perfectors. We are not performers. We're just pursuers. We just want to keep pursuing, keep doing the next best thing, make the next best yes, because we know when we sow those seeds, goodness comes back to us. So intuitive eating is moving away from external cues. So you don't let a number on a scale tell you what you should eat that day. You don't let the size of your pants dictate it. You don't let what you see in the mirror tell you what you should eat that day. You're, you, do, you are no longer driven by external cues, which go see yesterday's uh, teaching about to weigh or not to weigh, right? We talked about significance, assigning significance to these external things. Uh, it's so you wanna move away from external and start to begin to trust internal cues which sounds amazing. Like, wouldn't you want to be someone who's like, I'm fully present in me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I know what's going on inside of me. I know what I'm thinking. I know what I'm feeling. I know what I'm about to say before I say it. <gasps> oh my gosh, anyone? Wouldn't that be amazing? What if we all became people who knew what we we're gonna say before we said it? <clears throat> There'd be, according to James, a lot less fire started a lot less ships being sunk. Okay, so moving towards internal cues. Uh, it is shifting away from an attitude of negativity and restriction, which is harsh and judgmental, more towards an attitude of kindness and care. Anyone? I'm all about that. Don't you want more kindness and more care? Isn't that what our body home should be? Do you have a home? Would you, do, don't you like we're coming home to a home that's been cleaned and there's like flowers in a vase and the smells good in the air. There's been some care and there's a table set for kindness. There's an environment inside of you. That's what we want. We want to set a, a welcoming, kind and caring environment inside of us and everyone as followers of God, as sons and daughters of the King Most High. This is what he died to give us. Equanimity. Peace, homeostasis, shalom. By his stripes we were healed. The punishment that was on him brought us peace. So our home inside of us can be pleasant, even if the external world around us is rocking and shaking and telling us other messages. Yes, Carla, an environment of kindness. Okay, <clears throat> and I think that kindness and care, isn't that for God so loved the world, he sent his son. The whole mission, the whole impetus, the motivation, the go attitude, God was sent his son because he so loved. He had a, he had a plan for kindness. He brought a sword because you know what? If you're sick, you know what's kind? A scalpel to clean out the disease. 
a surgeon's hand, it can be very kind. Even though you're like, wait, that's a knife. Yes, it's a knife. If there's anything in me, God, that is altering my environment of kindness to be one of condemnation and judgment, cut it out of me. Cut it out. All right, so the history of intuitive eating is it started 25 years ago in 1995, two dietitians. And I love that. Let's take a minute, let's take a brief history. I talked about the history of the scale, a couple, I did the history of diets. Okay, remember we talked about diets, there was like crazy diets. And then right around in the 90s, we're hitting right in the center of Atkins, the Atkins diet. And we had come through a lot of other low fat diet, now high fat diet. We'd, we'd had about, about 20 years under our belt of swinging around on all these different fads. And two dietitians go, wait a minute, let's get back to our intuitiveness. Or another word uh, for intuitive would be your um, innate ability, what you were born with. We were born craving hunger, and we had a sense, an ability to know when we are satisfied. But what happens is as we grow in stressful environments for a lot of us, those stressors come, cortisol comes, and even as a child in a stressful environment, if you're raised in a home that did not have equanimity or peace or there was discord, that stress affects the architecture of our brain. And with the architecture of our brain being affected, we no longer release hormones and chemicals like we were once made to. Our, 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 the motor of our machine is now starting to backfire. And we're young and we don't know what to do with that. So we find ways of coping. And for some people, we turn more to food. For some people, we turn more to performance. We please, we want to be a people pleaser. And all these things start to rattle around and have effect. So 25 years ago, these nutritionists go, I think we've got to get back to what we were intuitively what we had, what is instinctually inside of us as human beings, as a Mago day, as children born hungry, inside environments, hopefully, where our needs can get met. Hopefully. Okay. <clears throat> and did you know that only 20%, if you ask women, only 20% of women right now are pleased with their bodies. Like they feel like yeah, it's a good body. Only 20%. Line up a whim, 10 women and only two people will be like, yeah, I feel pretty good. That's incredible. Considering we have so much information about our bodies, so much, it's a trillion dollar industry, fitness and wellness. And yet we have more resource and ability, but yet we're still discontent. So you guys, we need a greater way. And isn't that the truth? We need a greater way, which is this ability to trust. Intuitive eating, instinctual eating, has everything to do with being able to trust our body home, to trust ourself. And that trust comes from knowing who's and who we are. This is why intuitive eating that lacks identity, value, purpose, and I don't know, I have a hard time, if you give me value and purpose of just like, well, I'm here, I'm a good person, but what happens when I die? Like everyone has to ask that question. Okay, yes, I'm here, I'm a good person, but what, for what? You gotta go deeper, for what, for why, why, why? And if you keep honestly going there, and it says in the scripture that those who seek God with his whole heart, they'll find him. 
you want to seek, you want to know, you want to know what am I here for? What is this body for? What is my why? What's the purpose? You'll find God. And that's a greater why. So when we can find that greater why, and God gives us identity and purpose, he restores equanimity to us, even if nobody gave it to us as a child, so that we can reset the temperature of our body home to one of the kingdom and not of this earth because we become a new creation. 2 Corinthians 15, 5, 17. You are a new creation. The old is gone. The old has passed away. The new is here. And new is new. And for a lot of people, intuitive eating feels very odd and strange because it's new to just trust myself and pay attention. So we need a greater way. <clears throat> Did you know that um, there's four habits that they've tested, if you, you've, if you have these four habits, then <clears throat> you are likely to, you will, um, the amount of days you live are not going to be increased because you worked out more and ate better or decreased because you didn't work out and eat more. And these are the four habits, regular activity, five fruits and vegetables a day. How are we doing there? You don't smoke or you quit smoking and you lower or you moderate, you keep alcohol consumption low. If you keep those four habits, you have those four habits, you have the same mortality rate regardless of how much you weigh. So it doesn't matter. Now, this is what the beautiful thing about intuitive eating is it gives you health at every size. I get to be the size I need to be because I'm in tune with what my body needs. Now, Remember, health at every size doesn't mean healthy at every size. It means you can find health at every size, but the goal is health. I, I'm, I'm pursuing health at every size. My size doesn't tell me I'm healthy or not. The fact that I pursue health, well-being, equanimity, allows me to be the size I need to be. So, sorry world, your assignments on me cannot land because this is health size for me. I regular activity, I eat five fruits and vegetables a day. How are we all doing there? I feel like I'm, after the holidays, I'm like, yeah, probably need a little bit more there. Uh, don't smoke or quit smoking. And you keep alcohol to a low and moderate intake. So here's the thing. If what I eat doesn't really affect, or if, if, I, if my weight going up or my weight going down isn't really going to affect my mortality, my, my life, then what is? What is, what is life? It's not about your body weight. And you saw yesterday's, we talked about that in yesterday's teaching. So here's the question you have to ask if you want to be an intuitive eater. If you want to transition to becoming an intuitive eater, really trusting yourself and getting inside your body home. Is, is life about my body or is my body about my life? Is life about, because if life is about your body, then all your external cues, you are taking your cues from everything external. And so life is about physical existence. And that can even go to money, fame, whatever, comments, likes, whatever, measurables. If life is about what can be measured, my body, then intuitive eating will not work for you. <clears throat> but if your body is about your life, in other words, your body is here to serve your life, you are interested in living a life embodied, then intuitive eating is for you. 
But here's the thing, we cannot intuitively do anything. We can't intuit, the word intuition means I have a sense. Come on, I have a sense. It's very Zen-like in that you've got to be aware of the subtleties, the subtleties of life. We can't do anything intuitively in life unless we become attuned. You have to be attunement. Attunement means introspectivity. You've heard, you've, learned, you've heard me talk about this word. It means the ability to know what's going on inside of me, my body home. Attunement. Intuitive eating requires you to have attunement. Where am I in space? Where am I in relationship to this plate of cookies in front of me? or my husband laying next to me, or my children who just got a bad grade at school. How am I, where am I? You know, it's the first question the Lord asked Adam and Eve when they had sinned. It's the first question of the original sin. Where are you? Are you in your body home? So asking people to be mindful, intuitive eaters who don't have a practice of mindfulness and attunement is like asking someone to go to the hardware store for milk. It's like asking a five-year-old to do calculus. It sounds good in theory, intuitive. Yes, I want to be an intuitive eater. It's like saying, I want to be an astronaut, but you didn't graduate from eighth grade. We have to practice to become an intuitive eater. Your life becomes practice. Your life becomes therapy. All right, so here's four things you can do, and I'll wrap it up. Four things you can do to set the groundwork and foundation to become an intuitive eater in 2020, to trust your body home, to trust yourself. And trusting, your ability, trusting yourself is the response to the fact that you trust God. It's this, it's imputed to us. Because I trust God, he gives me a sense of trust for myself. Because of his kindness to me, I am kind to me and I'm kind to others. Do we understand like the love of God doesn't like take a 180. It's very integrated. It flows righteously like one whole direction. It's not trying to mis mishmash and disjoint us. It flows consistently. So the more I know who God is because I've been created by him and for him and through him, all things are created, then I can get under that alignment and trust because I trust God, I can trust myself because God has created peace and shalom for me because of what he's done on the cross. I now embody peace and shalom, but I have to go find it. It's not going to find me in today's world. All right, so what do we need to do? Well, we have to grow in trust. So how do I do that, Elisa? First thing, you have to practice kindness. You have to practice kindness. You know what's kind? Slow. Slow is kind. I remember being in such a rush one time when my daughter was little and I needed to get to this next appointment. And I remember dragging her like she was going too slow and I was going to be late. And I just had this image of like, like kind of like, come on, come on, like rushing her to hurry up. And she's just a little girl. I look back now and it breaks my heart. And I know I'm not alone because you're all mamas too or you are a daughter who remembers a moment that you were rushed, that you were hurried, that you were burdensome, that there was something wrong with your legs as if you're broken. Like what, 
it was not you, it was the person, the external circumstance that was pressuring you to hurry up, come on. It's not kind. You know what's kind? Is when you see a, a grown adult take the time to slow down and come down to the eye level of a kid and talk with them at their pace or just listen. That is so kind and that is the kindness of God. God leaned in and listened to you. He slowed himself down to the pace of the brokenness of mankind. That it is his kindness that leads to our repentance, our repentance and it's also because he's kind, he, he waits patiently. He could wipe us all out and be like, I'm done with all this brokenness and your buffoonery, but he waits in patience because he doesn't want to see anyone perish. That's the kindness of him. He's forbearing. He's, he's steadfast and, and long-suffering. We are not. We're impatient. So a practice of kindness means you need to slow down. What is your practice of kindness? Do you have one? I ask you that. Get one. If you don't have one, make it your goal for 2020 to have one because I really think a Christian who isn't kind is an orphan. They don't know who they are. They're an imposter. It's not your fault. You didn't know. Now you know. I want to grow in kindness, God. Help me to grow in kindness. So practice kindness. And it starts with receiving it for yourself. So maybe for some of you, the kind thing to do today is to take a bath. <laughs> like soak. Maybe the kind thing for you today is not to be scrolling on your phone so much. Here's the next number two. You need to practice being a uh, practice observing. If you want to grow your mindset for being an intuitive eater, intuitive person, I mean, that's really just what it is. Discerning and to in tune with what's needed. Be an observer. Learn how to, and I'm telling, right? Okay, right now, let's all do it together. Ready? If you're not driving, sit down. And begin to look around the room. Just observe. Look. It's powerful to do this outside. Put your phone down and look around. I do this practice at least about three to four times a day because I get sick of my phone. It's not helping me be an observer. It's not helping me with kindness. It might be a good little encourager because I found a nice little quote or something, but it's not helping my, my uh, equanimity, my own practice of clearing things out, peace and kindness and gentleness and slowness. It's not helping me. Our phones, does anyone like a slow phone? You have a choice, a slow phone or a fast phone. Which one you want? Of course, you want the fast one. <laughs> you got time, right? So slowing down, observing. Next time you're at the checkout line at the grocery store, put your phone down. Observe the woman. What is her name? Observe if she seems stressed or she's smiling or just be observant. Everyone go watch the Mr. Rogers movie and this just do that. Do more of what he does. He's slow, even talks slow. He's observant. He is few with words. He is so set for an intuitive lifestyle. Thirdly, 
soap yourself up. That means to soften yourself. Soften your face. Notice if you're clenching. Soften. Do our be still and be loves. Open yourself. The O stands for open. Be more open. When you find yourself being rigid and tight, open. And then become an acknowledgeable person. You acknowledge things. You can acknowledge your anger. You can acknowledge your disappointment. You get to kind of just like notice it and not take it on as your own. Acknowledge its presence. Don't try to suppress it or ignore it. Acknowledge the feeling that you have. And then like a bird flying through the sky, the emotion passes by. Some days I have a lot of birds flying through my sky, but it's my ability to acknowledge and to observe them and not have to be so intermeshed with my emotion. Because truly intuitive eating is the answer to emotional eating. That's truly what it is. We, because we don't trust our emotions, we, we look for a plan. But people that can trust their emotions and be in their emotion and be kind and compassionate with an emotion without projecting it on others or blaming, they're set up to be really good intuitive people and eaters. The A is acknowledgement. P is provision. You have to be able to ask yourself often, what, what do I need? What's, what do I really need right now? What's the, what can I bring? What provision? You ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, what do I need? Because I don't really need the sleeve of Oreo cookies. What do I need? Oh, I need to breathe. Oh, I need to, I need to drink a water. Which right now, I need to drink a water. <laughs> See, that was kind for me. Might have been a problem for you, but hey, I need to hydrate. <clears throat> and finally, the fourth thing, have only loving kindness yearnings. Holy, that's the acronym. Have only loving kindness yearnings. Now, when we say only, we know you're going to have other thoughts, but your goal is, I'm just going to, my goal is to be focused on one thing because the world is pulling me in many directions. So I'm going to be an only kind of person. Have only loving kindness yearnings. Is this cookie and loving and kind right now? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Only you would know that as an intuitive person. All right, you guys. This is your birthright. And you can get there. Step by step. The Lord leads, we follow. All his ways are righteous and all his works are kind. Proverbs, that's Psalm 145, 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. He wants to give you back your mind, your body home, and that you could become so in tune with your own self that then God can reside and stay and abide with you and you're not kicking him out every time an emotion arises. Okay, don't forget, weight loss God's way. If you liked what you heard today, you want more of this, I'm telling you, for 30 days you get a daily devotional, you get menu, recipes, and we give you the full thing. We do talk about food, we talk about a little more on, on some practical things on how to apply intuitive eating, but really we're gonna give you the attunement. We're gonna give you those be still and be loved. When you move your body, you're gonna do it in connectivity, in, in integration. You're gonna really, really grow in attunement so that you can grow to become an intuitive eater, an intuitive listener, intuitive doer, an intuitive thinker. Really, really present. 
So give your donations today. The link, if you're on Facebook, is up above. Instagram, just go on over to our tree link. Um, donations only, we encourage $10 or more. Uh, 30 days, emails, devotional, community group, accountability group. I'll be back there coaching. We have other coaches. Uh, I don't even know, menus, recipe plan. I mean, um, we will give you a food log for those of you. You'll log, you're not counting calories. You're gonna just write things down because attunement has a lot to do with uh, acknowledging. Acknowledging, uh, here's what I ate today. How did I feel? How did it respond? I, we just are never gonna tell you one way to eat here. We have done a 21 day sugar fast because fasting is a spiritual discipline that releases, um, uh, a physical discipline that releases spiritual blessing. And some of you might wanna consider doing the 21 day sugar fast, but it's about a fast, it's not a diet. Fasting releases those chains of oppression so you can become more attuned with your whole life. Okay, you're signed up and excited. Yes, 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 good, yes, Eric, Heather. Okay, share, let people know, tag a few friends.